0: Good morning, everyone. Good year. I hope you have an easy fast. I'm dedicating today's class for David Nachman Shifri and Harold So we are up to the first chapter in Kiddushin, page thirty-six A. And yesterday we learned that Izibin Yehuda says, in general, women are obligated equally to men all the prohibitions. The exception is. Don't shave and don't cut your face. Right, right. That doesn't apply to women. He said, Ben Yehuda, it's another prohibition that doesn't apply, and that is, not to tear your hair your out. Right, you don't have to make a bald spot out of grief. Taita says, two prohibitions, you can't cut yourself, there were those who would cut themselves till they bleed, and then there were those who tear, tear your hair tear out, your make a bald spot out of grief. He says, this prohibition only applies to men and not to women. The question is, why? So Abaye gives a different explanation. We learned yesterday. Abayam, on the top of his there is Abayam. Behind the time of this, you know, the reasoning of this is the Gomma. So yesterday we learned because it says "banim matim l'shema So it's referring to the sons, the, the men, not the women. Abaya explains that the reasoning for Yisroel ben Yehudi is the Gemara. He learned because it, it says "shavum korchah korchah It says by Arin. You're not allowed to by the koyanim. Parshas Then not allowed to tear the hair out. So we learn, and it says the exact same code word, karucha, by, by referring to every Jew in grief. You're not allowed to cut your hair. Tear your hair out. So we learn when they are malahalim, just like over there. Nashim patud is like we said. That the women are allowed to, all the mitzvah they are addressing themselves to the male koinem, not the women. The women are allowed to contaminate themselves. It's only B'nai are not allowed to contaminate them. So, just like over there, also the prohibition of tearing your head out, your out, only applies to the men, by the, by the koinem, so too by the Israelim also, it only applies to men. Afghan here also, not from the women are exempt. The Gemara is but if we hold of when it says Adam is referring to everything he's referring to everything not just what follows immediately the laws of purity and impurity that the door daughter of a Kayan is allowed to become impure there's no prohibition it's only the men who have to do the service in the temple are not allowed to be impure he says, no, so, so, so it's referring so, 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 so. to everything that's mentioned in the parasha, including the prohibition of tearing tearing your hair out. So, uh, so, if that's the case, then the pasuk should be silent. Why do I need karcho, karcho? It takes I can learn it out from, from a priori, it's a logically compelling argument. And I mean I would say as follows. We have so many mitzvahs that don't apply to a Jew, we have to be extra careful with a kohen And nevertheless it says in the prohibition of tearing your hear your Only applies to the sons of the male kohen not to the female kohen So how much more so you Israel, said an Israelite like Holzhain. That only the men and not the, and not the women. So, why do I need a karacha karacha to learn it out from a code from the Exeter Shavuot? Yeah, so, this person sent me the last message from the Muslims sent me. One. The, the answer is: He lap, Exeter not for the Exeter Shavuot, karacha karacha, how am I now with the Hing? Maybe the, when he says Bnei Adam to exclude the daughters of Adam, the daughters of, of Akhoyim, it's only applying, it's only referring to what follows immediately, the laws of purity and impurity. But since I have a Shava comes to teach me, this tells me that Bnei Adam also refers to what follows later on in the Parsha, but not the prohibition of tearing, tier- tearing you hear out. He's coming to teach me the same as with the Yisrael, that it doesn't apply to women. Mm-hmm. See, so mother's ass and this hashtenami. Now that there is a Gzeh and name, I can still say I can still say that Bnei Aaron only refers to the exclusion of, of uh, women, only a, uh, only if it refers to the purity and impurity. But if you say, uh, what's the Gzeh Roshava then coming to teach me? My boy, I still need the great Rebbe to teach me. Like we learned in Bereshit, says Le'ikruchu. It says and by the by the Kohen Nim Le'ikruchu Karcho Not a lot to tear the here out of the head. Karcho. <clears throat> so Karcho is extra. Le'ikruchu Karcho. It's a double expression. Why does Taita give us a double expression? Because, I would think, even if he tears out four or five bold spots, he tears his hair simultaneously in four or five places out of grief. So you would think you only obligate liable for one set of lashes. (laughs) That's why he says. It says, an extra karcha. L'chayev, akalachas, akalachas. and it says in their head because in today it says you're not allowed to you know wound yourself out of grief or tear you hear out between your eyes over a dead person maybe it's only the head that's that's between the eyes near, near the forehead Above above the eyes. How do I know that the prohibition includes anywhere in the head? Anywhere in the head, just like if you rip out the hair from Beninai. The Ainli and the brighter continues. I would think it only applies to Koynim, but not to Yisraelim, because they have so many prohibitions and so many mitzvahs that only apply to Taylor Maybe it's strict for Koynim. Yisrael, Minal, Minal, Minal. And how do we know that a Yid, a Yisrael, who's not a Koyin, this also applies? So, nemakan Karcha, Ne'ma Karcha. It's like a code word. It says, we ask Karcha. It says, Karcha base. And it says that the um, you're not allowed to tear your head out by Yisrael. So, just like a coin is obligated, liable for every single bold, bold spot that he rips out. And he's obligated anywhere in the head, not only between the eyes, close to the forehead. comes teachers, also by Yisrael. You're obligated if you tear out four or five bolts, spots at the same time you get four or five set of lashes. in the just over there, by by the Yisrael in Deuteronomy. He says you're not allowed to tear yet out of grief over a dead a dead a dead person. But here by the koyanim he just says plainly, simply. Don't, don't, don't tear your head out. You hair out. It doesn't tell us why you're tearing it out. So we learn from Yisrael, if you only if you tear your head out, out of grief. Afkan al mes. So therefore, what do we see from here? That I need the karka. needs. I need the karka to teach me that the four or five tie, four or five karchos. You get the separate set of lashes for each one. anywhere in the head. So even if I were to say that that the, that when the Titus says that the laws that are about to follow only apply to the male kind, of, not to the female kind, of. and, and even if I say it only, the Titus is only speaking of and about the, uh, the laws of purity and impurity, but not, he's not speaking about tearing out the, the head, tearing out your hair from your head. Tearing out your hair from your head is a prohibition and to apply equally to, uh, to the male kind of as well as the female kind. And I still need the Zayda Shava to teach me these two laws that we just said, that anywhere in the head, and that you're obligated four or five uh, tiers at the simultaneously, you get four or five set of lashes. But so the answer is, no, Im if it's like you say, Dichtiv say say, Shetzeh, should say, Kerach, my karcha without the hey why is it to add the hey so the hey the hey comes to teach me two things comes to teach me and by the rollers also says karcha if just to teach me that if you tear out the here four or five places simultaneously you get four or five lashes and that anywhere in the head is the equivalent to Benin Nechem then kareach would be enough kerach he adds karcha and by the Israel he also says karcha so that's a code word to teach me. And what does that come to teach me? The only thing that comes to teach me is that just like by the Kohenim, the taita says, B'nei Yisrael, not B'nei only applies to the male Kohenim and not. And that refers to everything that follows in the parsha, Not just about purity and impurity, but even the prohibition of ripping your hair out. doesn't apply to women Kohenim. So, karcha, karcha, we learn out. And that code word is the same as with <laughs> every Jew. That this prohibition doesn't apply to uh, to the girls to the women it only applies to men Rav Ahmed Rav gives a third explanation a source for Isi's statement you know, the reason of Isi is the Yalif he learns out we learn out it says and by Tfilin it also says by the midst of but those women are exempt from Tfilin so it's coming to teach me Afghanos over here. The women are exact. Why, why doesn't Rav like Rabbi's explanation? Why does he have to come up with a different explanation? The says, He says, To make a whole limit from that extra hay. He says, and to learn a whole thing based on this, that the women, the prohibition of ripping your hair out doesn't apply to women, it's, that's too far-fetched. It, too far-fetched. That doesn't make any sense. Why doesn't Abayah say, like, will answer you. How do we know that Tfilin women are exempt? We learn it out from Karcha by Karcha. Kaim Karcha. Where? where do you put that film? in? The place where you tear, you rip your hair out. Yeah? Not literally between the eyes. And it says, like, you're not allowed to make Karcha. it doesn't mean literally between the eyes. There's no hair between the eyes. And your forehead, there's no hair. It means on your forehead, between the eyes. So he says It's very to know that he's not just, just like over there. So according to Abai, I need the B'nei Nechem to teach me about the laws of tefillin. Where are you supposed to put the tefillin? He says put the tefillin between your eyes. Literally I'm going to put the tefillin on my nose between my eyes on my forehead. That's what he's saying. No the place with is here. So just like over there, a shereish can also afkan mekaymanocha begavish. The muttis continues. Ben Labai, ben both according to Abay and both uh, according to Rav that we don't learn from banim atim l'shamalekecha. That only it's only refers to the boys, not the girls, the men, not the women, the sons, not the daughters. High ban in my darshu. So what? How do they expound my darshu according to the first? reason, the first opinion, that's where Yitzhi Ben learned that the laws of, of ripping your hair out doesn't apply to men or women, only men. But according to Abaye Rav, we learn it out from elsewhere, either from Karcha, Karcha, according to Abaye, or according to Rava and Nechem. So what does, what does Banim come in to teach me? Only boys and not girls, only men and not women, sons and not daughters. See, my answer is, hi, me boy, we need the Banim. to teach me? Says, banim Why does it say "banim atim"? It should have just says "banim l'shem alikeich". Or "atim banim". You are "banim l'shem alikeich". Make more sense, right? "Atim", you "banim l'shem alikeich". What do you mean "banim sons"? "Atim", you are "l'shem alikeich". It comes to teach me, "Bzman shatim neigim min the banim". If you act like sons to Hashem, you serve asham. you connected to Hashem, then, then Hashem refers to you as sons. No, and he treats you that way. Yeah, how did they, uh, uh, Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So them yeah, but if you don't act as sons, you don't do Hashem's will. Ain't opinion says no, Either way, like a like a parent loves a child unconditionally, whether they're behaving, or not behaving, you're still my children. it says, "Banim, They're foolish children, but they're still my children. Even when children act foolish, you're still my children. And it says, "Banim "I have no faith in them, but they're still banim. They're still my children." And it says, "Zera medayim banim they're, they're, they're the offsprings of Midayim. they're acting badly and uh, they're destroying so we see that even when Hashem is saying that they're not listening, he still calls them Banim and it says instead of saying you're not my nation, they will say you are my children why do I need four psukim If you're going to want to say The first person Sichli means you're foolish the In other words Someone who's foolish So you acted out of foolishness Hashem says you know I still love you as a child But but, but those who are not Not foolish Maybe if they they're not acting you can't trust them because they're acting wickedly, intentionally, deliberately. They don't care. So maybe then Hashem doesn't call them, refer to them as children. So Tashmah, that's where he brings the second puzzle. How do I know what percentage of the population I'm dealing with? Yes, the second puzzle. Banim, banim, And even when le'eimun even have no faith in them, they're acting deliberately, choosing to act in a terrible way. Hashem still refers to them as banim, my sons and then if you're going to want to say that even if they have no faith in them because they're acting terribly only then does Hashem refer to them as sons but once they reach a point where they're worshipping idols Hashem no longer calls them sons my sons tam so that's why he brings the third possible. That even when they're ruined they bring ruin and destruction and, and they're worshiping idols nevertheless Hashem still refers to them as their sons and, and the fourth thing the fourth proof is if you're gonna want to say <laughs> They're called Bandam Yeah, they're called sons, but they're called Ru-, Rus-, sons who ruin and bring destruction. I have a Maliel, and Mikha Hashem doesn't call them good children. Hashem is upset at them. Tashma. That's why he brings the fourth Pasik. Instead of saying them, because they were worshipping idols, you're my sons of the living God. You're very precious. So even when they're true, Jew, idols, Hashem still loves them unconditionally and He still considers them a son. In this case, you would think that once they sin, that's it, it's all over. They can never come back. He says, no, they can always do truva and then you can always be restored. Okay, next mission. So they look at Mishnah, Asmichis, leaning your hands on your sacrifice before you offer it in the temple. bat face. And lifting up certain sacrifices, if you lift up. Raza is sprinkling, sprinkling. That's one of the. Gosha is bringing, touching, having the, the offering touch the altar. Vakmite, and taking the komite, the scoopful from the flour and the oil, the water, is and the incense, and the incense, uh, and also the, the burning of the temple. The is with the kain, the bird, he slaughters it with his nail. But Kabbalah is in receiving the blood. V'azo is in sprinkling the blood. It only applies to the male kind and Or in general, to the male, the smichat, all male. And the others, the koinim, and not to the women. Chutz, the exception of min chaseiteh and azira, sheinu they do lift up. And if a woman takes upon herself to be a nazir, and then, by, by the purification, when she's done, you have to lift up, and also the uh, So Then the women also lift. Other than that, the women are exempt from lifting. That's the Mishnah. How do we know this? It was the of, Nezol, of in was all same. That only applies to Yisrael, only to the sons of Israel, not to the daughters of Israel. They don't have to lean on their sacrifice." So, no face lifting up. Clearly, it says in the puzzle the sons of Israel, not the daughters of Israel. They bring a sacrifice after the lift up. Hagosh is bringing it, uh, touching the altar. The sons of Aaron should bring it and not the daughters of Aaron. Bring it, they should touch the altar. They don't do any any part of the minicha service. Also, yeah, scoop is only only the sons. Yeah, only they offer the they, they offer the sacrifice And the altar. They burn the sacrifice in the altar. Whoever does aktar, whoever offers on the altar, burns it on the altar. Also does the Malika, which is only the men. Hakabola is receiving the blood of Sevikribu Bnear, and they bring a clause of Ammar. The Master says, We continue in Site B, 36 B. Sevikribu, means receiving the blood. So it's only Bnear, it says clearly, only the sons of Adam. in the sprinkling, What kind of Azode sprinkling are we talking about? Either part of we're talking about the red heifer. It says Elaza. He's the one who made the first red half So then, even other kind, are not kosher. Only Allah's. If we're talking about sprinkling the blood of the sacrifices that's done in the certain sacrifices that the blood was sprinkled inside the temple on the curtain before the curtain, or before the or on the altar, the golden altar. It says only, not a regular kayan, Only a So even the regular kohen, even the other male kohanim, are not allowed to do it. Ella, rather, what he's referring to is referring to Azad ben When you bring a burnt a bird offering, so you sprinkle the blood against the altar. So he says we learn by a priori logically compelling argument, we ma ben saying from a sheep Even an Israelite is allowed to shecht a kohen, Anyone can shecht a kohen, After shechting, only the koyin. Once receiving the blood, only by the koyin, leading it to the altar, only the koyin, sprinkling the koyin. Shechting can be anywhere. And nevertheless, the Tater says that who does the sprinkling. Kavalei Kain Lazase, the Tanya says that the Kain is the one who does the sprinkling. Afghan it's a lot compelling, compelling argument that um, here, here by the bird. Ben Naiv she kavalei Kain l'mlikase, didn't she kulei Lazase? Where do we know that the sprinkling could only be done by the kohen? Sprinkling of the Paradumma is referring to when they made the Paradumma. You have to sprinkle seven times facing the, facing the, the Kaiser Shakadoshim. That only applies to the kohen Gadol, to the Sprinkling of an animal says clearly, only the sons of Adam. So we learn from a bird from there, Kabbalah If an animal which is Israelite is kosher to Sleshat, Nevertheless, the sprinkling could only be done by a kohen, a male kohen. So how much more so the bird, which could only be shechted by the malika with a with a nail, only by a kohen. How much more so that the sprinkling could only be done by, by a male kohen. Okay. it says in the Mishnah the exception is nasida that she does lift up. The woman does lift up. Rabbi Yisha Rabbi his contemporary Rabbi Yeisha. This is Rabbi Yisha, Tana, but Rabbi Elazar, was an major. Rabbi Elazar ben Padas so he, his contemporary from his, his generation he says don't sit down on your feet until you explain to me the following where does it say how do you know that a woman has to lift up her her offering what is it where do we know it it says clearly in the passage it says clearly in the passage it says in parashat nasi amincha he says the koyan took took it from the hands of the woman, and he lifted up the mincha. Ella, believe his question was, "To Not that it needs lifting. It says clearly in the "He has to lift up the the omen, the mincha of the oyme The question is, you know that, that that that's made from barley instead of wheat, but but how do you know that the bailem, the woman, also has to lift it up? So Rabbi answered him, "Asi, we learn it out." Yad, Yad, Mishlamim. Ksivach, okay. it says over here, by the sight of Alak HaKeym, Yad, Yishev. The takes it out of the hand of the isha. Yad. To fix the Yad from the hand of the woman. it says over here, by the Shlamim, Yad of isha Hashem, His hand should bring this Isha Hashem. Just like by the soite, the nuf is done through the koyin. It says, the koyin should take it from the hand of the woman. By the peace offerings, also the koyin also has to lift it up. It says that the the, the owner who's bringing bringing the peace offering has to lift it up. It says, His hands, the one who's offering the sacrifice, has to lift it up. It okay, so how do you do it? Which one is it? Is it? The owner lifts it up or the coin picks it up. And the answer is Kayan lifts his hand puts his hand under the under the hands of the baileman and lifts it up. Question is by a site uh, a male Koyun is putting his hands touching a woman, the gear <laughs> Touching touching a hand in the base of Migrash. Not, Not his wife. And a wood a would maybe adulteress dangerous <laughs> okay, Jesus gives a few answers he says to had sha- issue with the young was you, he gives a, first, a few answers firstly since it's only for a moment in such a holy setting you have nothing to worry about you know or maybe there was a thin thin separation like a little napkin separating you you're not touching right. her physically or you don't have to. It doesn't mean literally. Your hand is on her hand. She can hold it from the side. You're holding it from beneath. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, okay. Okay. I think we'll stop here. We'll do next Mishnah. We'll start with the missioner tomorrow. Everyone, okay, easy sorry, fast. Right. Easy fast one.